astrology. Sarah. Hi. Hi. Hey, you know, I received an email this week oh. from uh, from from a listener, okay. and she want, she said that she felt that you and I had great chemistry. That's wonderful. That was wonderful. Yeah. So comments like that, thank you very much. I like when people, it just means a lot when people take the time out of their day, mm-hmm. no matter how brief, to just say, hey, I really like that. It really and does. she has, yeah. yeah, and her name is, uh, her name is Julia, okay. and she has a gorgeous dog named Orc. Aww. Yes, she sent me a picture, and <laughs> he is absolutely beautiful, and I told her so. And uh, yeah, so Julia, thank you for listening. Thank you for the comment. Hi, and uh, hi, Orc. Hi, Orc. <laughs> Arf, Arf. Thanksgiving. Mm. Mm. Sure. Sure. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> uh, so I, I was reading yesterday mm-hmm. that the line to get tested. At City MD was something like seven hours sure. long. Right. Sure. And it was mostly that long because people were getting tested because they wanted to go away for Thanksgiving, uh-huh. you selfish assholes. Right. 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 So, you know, can you just hunker down for a fucking day? I was, t- I was talking to a friend about this earlier today because I saw two, two articles back to back that just enraged me yeah. <laughs> and I went right to 10 um, the first one was TSA said it's it's had it's busiest week since March <sighs> that's number one <laughs> number two is um, that apparently rural hospitals are sending their patients to urban hospitals and overcrowding them and uh, I just want to say elections have consequences, Daryl. And if you want to vote red, you need to live with it. Stay in your yeah. own hospital. Stay in your own hospital. Oh, my God. And really, can I just ask, though, like, who really looks forward to going? And maybe it's just me because I don't have a great relationship with my no, family. No, this but- is exactly it. This is, this is the exact same conversation I had. No one wants to go home until they're told they shouldn't go home or they can't go right. home. Right. Exactly. Any other fucking year, this would be an occasion that people would be searching for excuses. Oh, please. Any other year in, uh, in our, our inboxes and our feeds would be filled with articles about Friendsgiving and how your family is the people you choose. Right. Go fuck yourself and your candied yams, okay? Well, let's not get carried away. Candied yams didn't do anything wrong. But but most of our families have, so think about sitting this one out. Yeah, just – and you know what? Look, I do understand the the thought that, you know, my parents are getting older, my grandparents are getting older. Sure. But here's the thing, kids. Did you ever really make an effort to see them before this? (laughs) Damn. Okay. Well, damn. Like, do you know what I mean? That's, like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and I'm not saying like, hey, it's not that big of a deal. That no, what I'm saying is, don't use your grandparents and your parents as an excuse to be a selfish asshole. Because if you never made the effort to see them before this, right, we ain't buying it this time around. Well, also, I mean, do you want to kill them? <laughs> right. 
I guess I'd, I'm still frustrated that there is this much misinformation still circulating because, you know, there's like a 10 day window in which you could very likely have a negative test and still be infected. Yes. And haven't they said that the the most cases like are stem from people who are asymptomatic? I don't know. I haven't read that, but I, I have read that family events are super spreaders for sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that, again, it's that 10 day window where you don't know that you have it and a test isn't going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Family events are typically super spreader events anyway, but at the, they're typically super spreading anxiety and panic. Yes. <laughs> and depression. <laughs> super spreading trauma. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, bad God. vibes and memories. <laughs> and candied yams. And candied yams. That's what Thanksgiving's yeah. about. That That's my Thanksgiving. So my Thanksgiving is going to be, I'm boarding um, a couple of dogs. Mm-hmm. And I am going to get a couple of Thanksgiving dinners. Okay. The diner next to me makes the best Thanksgiving dinners. Okay. I'll get a couple, one for me and one, one or two for the dogs. Maybe, or maybe just get the turkey. Nice. And they're going to have their own little their own little Thanksgiving meal. I love that. How about that? I'll put it. a little we'll do a little picnic on the floor. How about that? I love it. Right? I'm looking forward to it. Things I'm not looking forward to though, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is playing this next clip for you because it made me so ragey. I really wanted to punch a wall. Sure. So <laughs> I okay, look. If you're looking for something to do, if you're bored or if, and you know, download, just download TikTok if you can. And let me explain why. Hmm. And this is why Instagram, I now hardly ever check Instagram. Instagram is for people who lack creativity and frankly are super boring. That's a hot take. And TikTok is for people who are legitimately interesting and creative. Like these are real content creators instagram the more i'm seeing yeah you know these influencers on instagram they're just people who do what like put photos together use photoshop use you know some sort of yeah i mean that's it yeah i think it's um i I actually read something interesting about this today about the difference between tiktok and instagram and how um well, it relates to our perception of reality. I'll send it to you and we can put it in the show notes. <laughs> it's like I just a think thing about Gidaboard that no one wants to hear. I, I just think that there's more of a veneer on Instagram, whereas mm-hmm. there's something very real about TikTok. Yeah, I mean Instagram at this point is for selling things, right? And TikTok yeah. is it's it's more of the moment. So your your reality can't help but seep in, whereas Instagram you have filters and you can I mean, right. you know, they're stationary photos, so you can certainly manipulate those. Right. And see, I don't feel compelled while I while I do put some makeup on. I don't I, I feel that it normalizes like getting up in the morning and doing a TikTok and not being like Instagram is just like everything's perfect and your hair is perfect and everything's perfect. And TikTok's a little grittier. It is. Yep. But it's a lot more real. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So I really like it. So, because I really like it, I'm on this goddamn app constantly. (laughs) And I came across a clip from a man, and he's talking about sex on the first date. 
Uh-huh. A, a favorite. Uh, it, it's an evergreen topic, yep. Sarah. <laughs> a perennial. So I'll play a perennial. <laughs> is, okay. is that the right word for a flower that blooms every year? Is that the right word? Yes. Okay. Yes. I can't so keep I'm gonna pl- greenery alive, so. I'm going to play this clip and we'll start the discussion. All right, so listen, ladies, I'm going to keep it real with you, and I know a lot of you aren't going to like this, but you want to know how to get a man in 2020? No. Coming from a guy that's (laughs) had probably 100 dates, 100 first dates in the last three years, I can count the number of people that haven't tried to hook up on the first date on one hand. One hand. You want to know how to get a man in 2020? Stop making it so easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the next one. Okay, so that message was not intended for all my Rizzos <laughs> out there. Like, most of you won't even get that reference. But what I'm saying, guys, is for the women out there who actually want a relationship, sleeping with a guy on the first night is not getting you closer to that relationship. Feeling like you have to sleep with a man because he paid a certain amount of money for your dinner is the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my entire life. If you want a man, if you want somebody to take an actual interest in you, then make them value you. Leave intrigue. Leave some something to the imagination. If you give it all up on the first night, there's no intrigue. I'm not, there's nothing mysterious about you. I already had everything you had to offer on night one. And if I come back, I'm coming back for that. That's why I'm coming back. I'm just keeping it real with you. You can take it. You can leave it. You can tell me I'm this. You can tell me I'm that. At the end of the day, women, if you want a relationship, leave some intrigue. Leave him something. Make him want more. Make him work. Uh, is, this, is this a joke? <laughs> okay. So, okay. Three record stretches. You know what? Four. Five. That's a five record stra- record scratch TikTok, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. What I find really hilarious is that this guy, I cannot tell you how many follow-up videos this tool has uploaded. <laughs> then oh, to, to backtrack and clarify. Yes. Now, uh-huh. look, if you have to clarify over and over and over again, you you fail to convey your your original point. Right. This guy every day he must have been uploading one or two videos and he just got so much <laughs> shit. <laughs> you don't say. Down. You don't say. But here's what got me really got me irate last night. He was having an exchange with one of the many thirst traps in his comments, and I swear to fuck, you women who show up in the comments of guys like this, and really just any of these male creators who like just blatantly pander to women and make themselves all sound so vulnerable, stop it. Stop it. Because they are playing on your sympathies. They, they have become dependent on your attention. In any case, mm. somebody in the comments, a woman was saying that, she heard from a male friend that women over 40 are uh, have gotten more and more aggressive. What? And what? he jumps into this, this creator, jumps into the comment and replies and says, uh, in my experience, women are way more aggressive than men. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, that's, that's why, yesterday. That's why so many women are the target of sexual assault allegations. Am I right? Right. Am I right? 
ladies. So I responded because yesterday I came across a TikTok from a woman talking about a first date where she, they had gone out, she took him back to her place, she didn't want to have sex, the guy got angry, she asked him to leave. Mm -hmm. Eventually, after getting angry, Mm -hmm. he left. Mm -hmm. And so she's sitting down in the living room with her friend and they're both relieved that this guy left and then they're like, do you smell that? He had set her bathroom on fire. Oh, that's, well, who among us? That's a new one. Am I right, ladies? What'd you say? Well, who among us? Right. (laughs) It's because women are so sexually aggressive, you know, we just, right. Right. Our passions always run away with us and we're setting stuff on fire. You know, we'll get to, we'll get to what this, this trash bag was talking about in terms of having sex in the first date. But I really, really, really want to address something. And this is, I had a, I had a client session this morning and, and we were talking about how, you know, she was saying, how do I avoid getting into situations where the guy wants to be physical? Like, oh, I, you know, he says something like, oh, I really want to kiss you right now. And she's like, that's just not me. She's like, I, I just, I don't want to be put in that situation. I get very uncomfortable and I really need to, for all the men listening, I really need you to listen to this. It, it is one in, what is it? One in three women mm-hmm. have experienced some form of sexual trauma. Right. And it, it, and it ranges and sexual trauma can be catcalling or feeling being followed to sexual assault, violent sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And it is so important for men to understand that more than likely the woman you are out with has had some form of sexual harassment or sexual trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Chances are. And that's why. It is so important to maybe avoid uh, trying to kiss her in the, the first in the middle of the date. Uh, maybe understand that if you ask her to get physical, or if you get try to get physical without asking for consent, understand that that how triggering that can be yeah. for many women. And also, please, please, please understand how afraid many of us get to say no. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's uh, there's so much wrong with this <laughs> with this yeah. guy's TikTok. I don't I mean, no wonder he had to post 80 some follow-ups. Right. Right. Now, we'll get well, I'll put a pin in this in this the, this discussion. Now we'll go back to this trash bag. So, the whole sex on a first date thing, I, I, I posted I posted my own follow-ups to his follow-ups because he's just such a such a douche. Uh-huh. And this concept of a woman loses her value yeah. if she has sex on the first date, Sarah, can we please break down what that actually stems from, what that's actually about? Yeah. Dowries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dowries being sold off as chattel, yeah. be a, a time when marriage was a a business transaction. Right. And if a woman wasn't a virgin, her monetary value, her literal monetary value, the dowry decreased. Yeah. So that's where this idea stems from, that if a woman has sex on the first date, her value decreases because back then a woman's value was inherently tied to whether or not she was a virgin. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And to whether or not she could have kids. Yep. Yeah. So that's where that comes from. Pretty gross. Pretty gross, guys. And we're kind of trying to move away from that. And so the idea, again, reading the comments from those goddamn thirst traps and they're all what all virtue signaling, well, I don't do that. Well, I don't do that. Good for you. That's great that you don't do that. Some women do. And they married those guys. Mm. Yeah. Or, hello, some women did that with their female dates and they married those women. Right. Like, he, you know, again, he's talking, clearly talking to a straight audience um, of just exclusively women. If, now, I am not saying by any stretch Hey, it's per- just have sex on the first date. Not a big deal. No. Everybody brings their own experiences to these situations like we just talked about. Right. And some people are okay with sex on the first date. Uh, some people aren't. A lot of people aren't. Right. It really is about comfort level and what you feel comfortable doing. But I think, at least I hope, that we're getting away from the idea that a woman's value, a woman's character is tied to how long she can make a guy wait. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's so much wrong with it because it's sort of, it's tied up in this other notion that like really deep down women aren't supposed to enjoy sex. Mm -hmm. That's that whole Madonna horror thing again. Classic, classic us. I mean, it, it just really is, res- I mean, yeah, you're right in, in pointing out that this traditional monetary value scheme uh, is really the underpinning of a lot of our conflict right now. It's yeah, a lot of our attitudes, a lot of our attitudes towards women stem back to that. And we're in 2020. We are. So we don't do dowries anymore. We barely do marriage anymore. So why we're still holding on to these, these ideas, these opinions, really, it's just because society just thrives off of oppressing women. Yeah. And capitalism. And capitalism. Yeah. So um, this guy, when it was brought to his attention that he said, if I have sex with you, yeah. then got everything I, I already... I ha- already have everything you have to offer. Oh, that's right. That's I already better. <laughs> I already had everything you have to offer on night one. Right. And so everybody called him on that, and he was like, "Yeah, that was poor wording." No, it wasn't. Sure was. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not poor wording. Well, it's poor that- wording. I'm. I'm not saying it's not what he thinks. <laughs> I think he just said the quiet part out loud without meaning to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he said the quiet part out loud. Whether or not he intended to to say that, that's exactly what he's thinking, whether he realizes it or not. And that's what you have to remember. He probably doesn't even realize that's how he thinks. Right. Yeah, no, he probably doesn't realize. You know, he's one of those, no, 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 I'm a good guy. No, no. First of all, let me just tell you, anytime a man addresses a group of women as, okay, ladies, go fuck yourself. First of all, second of all, like my legs clamp shut so tight when I hear that. It is such an antiquated, sexist, go fuck yourself. Don't call us ladies. I don't know. I don't know how you want to address us. I just didn't like it. It just felt so condescending. 
Well, is it the word ladies or is it the the under uh, the undercurrent that like <laughs> we're a monolith? Okay, good. Thank you for not. okay. Yes. <laughs> like well, it's it's both. It's both. And honestly, maybe here's the thing. I don't mind it so much when women when women do it. Like let's say you're talking to a group of women. Okay, ladies, here's what we're going to do. Da 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 da. The way this guy did, I don't want men talking to women and calling us ladies. I hate it. Well, let me let me point out something else that may be <laughs> bothering <laughs> you that you haven't um really separated out from all the other trash in this very brief <laughs> video trashy trash <laughs> which is the very casual use of aave that it kind of skews that line of cultural appropriation this is this Say is the again. white man i know i know what that is African but can you explain vernacular english african-american vernacular english and if okay you, so explain well if you play it again i think you'll hear it hold on you don't have to play the whole thing <laughs> Hold on. Put it. All right, so listen, ladies, I'm going to keep it real with you. There it and is. I know oh, a lot of and there it is. Yep. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. See? Didn't even have to play it. Yes. I'm going to keep it real with you. Now, that dates back. Let's go back to, like, the Kanye West. Sure. You know. Sure. I'm going to let you finish <laughs> thing. Right? And then he never did. And then he never did. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. That's. Yes. Thank you. Thank There's you. a lot to hate in this video. I yes. mean, it's, it, you know, it's just teeming with antiquated notions, cultural appropriation, uh, saying the quiet part out loud, <laughs> misogyny. Mm -hmm. There's just not a single thing to like about this guy other than maybe his appearance. And sorry, I'm not sorry for objectifying him. Yeah. Him and that fucking 90s boy band haircut. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm saying he's he's all right. He's not great. <laughs> yeah. I've seen worse. I've seen worse. Now, let's be clear that if a guy does judge you for having sex on the first date when he did the same thing, yeah, um, you're dodging a bullet. Good, right. let him go. He is trash. Right. Yeah. You know, but the way this guy talks, like he, like men are a monolith. Right. Listen, ladies, I've had a hundred dates. And uh, only five of them, only a handful of them, didn't try to uh, have sex with me. A, liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah, I didn't really believe that either. But also, is that is that a hundred first B, dates? B, <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's unpack your hundred first dates that no, didn't go anywhere. Almost like and then, no woman is good enough and can meet his expectations. Or... Or almost like if he is telling the truth that women tried to have sex with him, women decided, hey, guess what, bro? Hmm. I don't see you as relationship material, so I'm figuring I might as well get laid out of this. Could be. <gasps> <Yeah>. <gasps> right. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Reverse misogyny. That cuts both ways. <laughs> that cuts both ways. Well, and, and I don't think ahead. it's, I mean, the, well, so the reverse of misogyny would be a misandry, right? But I don't, okay. I don't think it's misogynistic or misandristic <laughs> misandrist <laughs> to uh to decide after having sex with someone nah. <laughs> well, nah. you just change your mind <laughs> you know with that yeah, information you can now decide mm -mm, nope and then in another video one of his many follow-up videos he said no, you know listen ladies let, let me clarify <laughs> uh-huh 
and he said, you know, I got, I got a lot of friends. We talk about a lot of things. And I, I got to tell you, none of my friends have ever said to me, oh, dude, let me to Perot, let me tell you about this girl I went out with last night. You know, she, uh, you know, she totally wanted to hook up. And, and I said, no, because I, I just told her that's just not my thing. He, yeah. And he said, you know, and then he said, ladies, if you're expecting a man to say no, you're going to be waiting a really long time. Oh, I see. So men are not responsible for their actions either. Right. We're, right. We I'm have to do to that for on. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but people very quickly, very astutely said, well, wait a minute. You just said yeah. in your other video that so many women tried to have sex with you. And you said in the comments that that, that wasn't your thing. Right. So which is it? Right. Which is it, bro, brah, dude, mm. my dude, which is it? <laughs> So this guy was just clearly talking out of his ass, yeah. hoping to, like he kept, he just kept making it worse. <laughs> well, right, because what he's saying is trash. It is There's trash. There's no making it not trash. <laughs> it's just and the trash. women jumping into my comments saying, "You didn't listen to the whole thing. That's not what he said, oh. bitch. I, I did listen to the whole thing, and that's exactly what he said. Right. Like that's exactly that's literal. Here's his literal <laughs> clip of him saying it." He literally said it, that he, the only thing he values about women is sex. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yes. And I, I, I okay. <laughs> what he, what really bothers him when a woman has sex on the first date is that it makes him feel like he isn't special. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we've got fragile <laughs> ego and toxic masculinity. Man, this right. is a real... Uh, this is a hat Seven trick. layer dip of trash. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It really is. Yeah. That's what that's what men want. That's why, you know, leave something to the imagination. Let, let there be some mystery. Let there be some intrigue. Bitch, my vagina isn't an episode of murder she wrote. No. Okay? The mystery and the intrigue should be about getting to the essence of who I am. That's what the real mystery should be. The right. mystery is not between my legs. The mystery is who really is this woman? Right. Which what's her story? Takes, like a lifetime to figure out. Right. If you're genuinely interested. <laughs> right. And so this guy is saying, "Hey, make me only wait like maybe 3 to 5 dates." Mm -hmm. But I kind of don't want to <laughs> and you know as well as I do that if he met a woman and we're heading into this topic, if he met a woman who said, "Um, I don't have sex until I'm exclusive. How much do you want to bet this fucking bozo would be the guy to say, "Oh, I mean, like you gotta, you gotta test drive the car." You know what I mean? Not that I don't agree with the idea of, "Hey, I do want to know what I'm getting into, or right. if we're com sexually compatible before I commit." I mean, but yeah. this will be his argument. Yes. Well, what do you mean you're waiting? See, I want you to wait, but I only only want you to wait as long as I think you should wait. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. It's very easy Pretty to much. figure out. <laughs> right. So, uh, in summary, he's trash. Yeah. Uh, and I've posted on my TikTok at Datology Coach. And let me say, Sarah, and so you know what? Someone popped up in the comments last night and they were like, Kristen, I'm so, I used to love your blog. I'm so glad you're here. And oh, I was like, oh, that made me feel really good. Yeah. So, show up. There are a lot of people on TikTok. Yeah. It, uh, that is, this is really weird. That's where the cool kids hang out. Yeah. If I, if I do say so. <laughs> but can we talk about the idea of not committing? before or not having sex before exclusivity yes <laughs> see the problem with that 
is that a lot of men will agree to be exclusive because they don't want to wait to have sex. To have sex, yes. Yeah. And as driving me nuts or newts used to always say in the comments of my blog, there's no there's no repercussions for that. Like right. he doesn't get fined, he doesn't go to right. jail like for lying. Right. You know what I mean? There's no legal ramifications for saying, eh, okay, I'm going to commit for now. But well, uh, and you know, know why? because because no injury has been incurred, right? Because again, because if you have sex with someone, you're not diminishing your value, right? That's right. right. There's Ooh. no there's no fine, <laughs> there's no repercussion because right. nothing wrong has happened, right? So it's it's dicey, I think, to hold off on having sex uh, until somebody commits. Um, because it's kind of like you're using sex as a bartering chip. It's exactly and that. <laughs> a lot of guys know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And even if they like you, they're going to feel manipulated. Well, because they... They are being manipulated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I would ask yourself, why do you want to wait? Why do you want to wait until you're exclusive? What's the What's the end goal here? Yeah. For why you want to wait. I mean, again, I I feel like a lot of, um, it seems like it's mostly women, but I, I don't know. Could be men too, but I, I feel like we've heard frequently that like, oh, I've been burned before by having sex too soon. And I, I just really want to get it right this time. But like what, I mean, unless you got chlamydia, like what burn? <laughs> what are you talking about? Because... Stuff just doesn't work out, you know? Like, most relationships don't work out. Yeah, and you can't automatically assume that because you had sex and then you broke up that it was he was just looking to use you. We talked about this last yeah, week. Or D- that don't it was a mistake or whatever. Yeah, don't automatically go there. Right. Sometimes it's just not right. Right. That's it. I would, I would not hold off on having sex until you're exclusive. I would hold off on having sex until you feel emotionally ready. Yeah however long that may be. Right. But I would not hold off and say, hey, I don't have sex with someone until we're exclusive because that's manipulative. Right. What's not manipulative is saying, hey, this is what I'm comfortable with and I really enjoy spending time with you, but this is what I feel comfortable with. Right. That's not manipulative. That's you laying a boundary. Yeah. I do think it's especially important not to say, I'm waiting until I'm in a relationship. Right. Or I'm waiting for exclusivity. Right. So j- if you want to wait, just wait. Don't, don't, no disclaimers necessary. If they, and, and keep in mind, if they try to pressure you, like there's. <laughs> that sounds like you have an angry dragon next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I just took her out before they go. No, Luca. Um, you don't, it, you know, there's a big difference between like a guy wanting to understand where you're coming from and a guy pressuring you. Yeah. And you'll know that line because you'll start to get uncomfortable. Yeah. And the minute you start getting uncomfortable, once he starts questioning, you can just say, this is, I'm just not comfortable. And that's really as, as much as I, that's really all I feel like, feel I owe you at this point. Yeah. And if he doesn't get that, he's just told you who he is and you dodged a bullet. He said the quiet part out loud. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, here is another. Here's another one okay. that I wanna wanna discuss. 
this is what happened when I told my date last night that I've never had a boyfriend. And this is quite frankly what happens every time I tell someone this. (laughs) How? I'm sorry. I just don't understand. Like, how have you never been in a relationship before? Not one. You've got commitment issues, huh? Did you ever come close? I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. Like, not even in high school or college. I mean, what? Why? Are you just, like, really picky? I'm sorry. I just I just don't believe you. I just don't know why. I just don't get it. How come? I don't fucking know, Dan. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, I think we need to... The, the idea of, you know, never having a relationship, not having a relationship, that's a very common search term for people looking for that bring people to our podcast and to my site. It's really becoming the new normal. I think it is becoming the new normal, which is why we need to normalize it. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, because um, online dating is really hard. Yeah. Uh, People are getting really frustrated. Yes. Um, (laughs) Women really are getting to the point where we no longer feel like we have to get married. Right. And we're just getting to a place where we're really comfortable on our own and, and and men are as well, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So there's, it's not, it's not odd that someone has not had a relationship. Right. And she's only 29. I want to point out too, like this, uh, the, the zoomers, especially like with them beginning college on zoom, it's pretty hard to meet people in college. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a big deal. This is going to have a ripple effect. It's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. Yeah. It's going to affect people for the foreseeable future and that means affecting their love lives and their sex lives. Yeah. So, we really need to normalize even without a pandemic. We need to normalize <laughs> We need to normalize <laughs> being single and never having a relationship now let's say she were my client okay and she told me well every time i tell guys that i've never had a relationship this is what i say I stop you right my- there <laughs> <laughs> hang on <laughs> stop Wait a minute i'm saying okay. the quiet parts out loud yeah exactly my question to her would be so why do you think you tell men that right why do they need to because, do that? They why do that. you tell men that? And this is something that I, 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 we've talked about this before, and I just posted about it on TikTok. Sometimes people tell you things that they that that are shrouded in shr- in shame. Maybe she's embarrassed about it. She just kind of wants to get it out there so that there's no surprises down the road if she really ends up liking this guy. Here, go for this, Luca. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what people do when they t- when they are outward. You know, they talk about their mental illness or a physical illness or right. financial issues. You know, I feel like they're they're trying. It's sort of like a it's a preemptive strike. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. I was going to say, I feel like the only reason to bring it up is so that if that thing presents an issue later, or like an associated concern, you think Mm -hmm. that preempting it by mentioning it early is going to give you some latitude. But I don't Mm -hmm. think it does. (laughs) Let's dispel that myth. 
simply telling somebody I'm inexperienced or I'm broke or whatever, whatever the thing is, right? Simply revealing that doesn't mean that they're going to respond better. Yeah, try not to, you know, if you're, let's say you're picking out a place and, and, uh, you know, they choose a place that's moderately expensive. Yeah. Don't say things like, oh, I don't know, that's a little, pre- that's a little, you know, I'm, I'm kind of broke or whatever. Right. Don't say that. Like, no. First of all, you shouldn't be talking about your financial situation in any form, like in any context. It's no. just tacky. Well, and, and again, just, even if you say just like a one-off sentence like that, people are going to read into it. Right. Right. People are going to create their own backstory. Mm-hmm. That's what's, that, that's normal. I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm saying it's common. Well, right. Um, but I'm saying the less information you can give them, <laughs> probably right. the more accurate their backstory will be. Right. Say less, not more. Yeah. Just say less. Yeah. Uh, don't feel compelled to like open up on a first date. But the fact that this woman tells guys all, every all, every guy she dates, there's something to that, right? Now, I do think we should normalize. Um, <laughs> I do think we should normalize um, never having been in a relationship. We need to normalize it because we need to understand what what can create that. Okay. You know, um, and I'm speaking as someone who had no relation, real relationship experience but before Dawn. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that can happen. Right. And, and that can be choice. Yeah. That could be someone just really committed to their studies or committed to their career. Right. It could be a physical illness. Mm-hmm. Uh or it could be trauma. Could be trauma. There are all kinds of very justifiable reasons why someone doesn't have a lot of relationship experience. Right. And remember that that doesn't mean that they won't know how to be in a relationship because if they have friends, if they, you know, if they're a good, they have family they have relationships. Yeah. Like, let's stop making it seem like a, a romantic relationship is somehow the end-all, be-all of relationships because it's not. It's not. The the skills and the foundation of a relationship, of a healthy relationship, they're not really any different. <laughs> like, <laughs> Luca, seriously, stop. <laughs> I love her. I really do. But and I intentionally took her out before the show. Um, but that foundation is the same, you know, trust and intimacy and communication. Uh, the only difference with a romantic partner in, in, in most cases, but not all is that there's a sexual component, right? Yeah. The overall, uh, emotional complexity is, it's pretty similar to a friendship, right? Or right. Getting along with your boss. Right. But like you said, the, the only addition is the sexual component sometimes right so i would avoid i would avoid telling people that you've never had a relationship because it it, it, and really she has no right to get upset that these guys are like wow really because girl you're opening the door well and it's another it's another one of those cases where you've said the thing and now there's nowhere for them to go Mm -hmm. what are they supposed to just not respond to it right Right. And any like, response why... that they can offer is going to piss you off. Right. So stop sharing. Right. 
Yeah. And, and start going into the fact that you're creating your, what you're actually doing is creating possible conflicts so that you don't have to have a relationship with this person. Hmm. <laughs> well, possibly, maybe. maybe that's what I think you're, you're sabotaging yourself. That is just clear. That's a clear case of self-sabotage. And the question is, why are you doing it? I wonder if, um, people are still asking like, Oh, when was your last relationship? Or like, general inquiries about exes are people still doing that because maybe that's the trap she's falling into could be could be um but even still even still if they're asking that and she knows people ask a bunch of dumb questions and you just don't want to deal with the awkwardness of that at that after like it happening it happening happening twice she needs to come up with an alternative answer well sure um but she hasn't yet, so I don't know. She hasn't yet, so why? What What's that about? Yeah, I don't know. Could be self-sabotage. You know? It could just be, again, for lack of experience, she doesn't really know that there are those, like, that she shouldn't have to answer those questions. Right. It's a completely inappropriate question, and we have to stop, uh, we have to stop thinking that we actually owe people answers to that, because we yeah. don't. No, we you don't owe people answers to, when was your last relationship? Why did your last relationship end? Why don't you want to have kids? What? How many sexual partners have you had? If you don't want to answer the question, either come up with an alternative answer, and, and yeah, lie, okay. if you have to, just say, I don't know, you know. I was, I've mostly just been really focused on my career. Boom. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could say something even more vague, like, most of my relationships have been short. Because that's not right. even a, a lie. Because as you have pointed out, like, she has right. relationships. And probably she has lasting relationships, but none of them have been right. romantic. And I, I just want to say to people who might be dating someone who does tell them that they've never had any relationship history, don't judge them for that hear them out hear their story no i mean it's so common and the only reason why there's been yeah. the stigma attached because we never really talked about it so it is right. very common and it could very well be a, a myriad of reasons and one of them yeah might be trauma and as we said earlier in the show if we're talking about women you know it's so common for women to experience sexual assault sexual trauma so there's usually a reason for it, and it doesn't mean that we're not yeah. capable of having a relationship. It doesn't mean that we don't want one. Um, it just means that the appropriate opportunity hasn't presented itself yet. I feel like this is all related to um, just the difficulty with making mm-hmm. friends as mm-hmm. an adult also. You know, like it's it's very easy not to have a relationship in college. I mean, it's college. Nothing. Yeah. Right. Like nothing. (laughs) Nothing good Mm -hmm. happened to me in college Mm -hmm. romantically. (laughs) So, um, you know, whether you choose to have negative experiences or none, uh, I think it's safe to say, like, most people are not emerging from college, you Mm -hmm. know, with a ring on it like (laughs) like they used to. Because it's an extended mm-hmm. adolescence, right? So most people in their early 20s, whether they're in college or not, are not really thinking about, like, soul bonding. <laughs> <laughs> but then I think it's really easy once you start working 
you can either, you know, like be in a job where you travel a lot. So maybe you're not meeting people because you're always out of town. Or if you're on like a really small team, that's your that's right. your whole social circle. And it's really hard right. to extend beyond that. Um, or, you know, if you're on a really huge team, again, like if you're if you're if you've got a revolving door of people like you're mm-hmm. not going to connect. So I think it's just hard to connect mm-hmm. with people as an adult. Yeah, I agree. Period. Any final thoughts on this topic? That was it. That was it. All right. <laughs> Keep it work. Keeping it moving. All right. So going on to the next okay. one. So I posted that video to my Instagram and my best friend from high school said she also had an Evan Bumble text her yesterday for the first time since October 30th. Naturally, I asked for a photo. Oh, Evan. Was he kidnapped for the last three weeks? What made him so desperate to hang out yesterday? That he wanted a date? But if he couldn't get a date, a FaceTime. Sure we ask? Let me know what you think. No, you shouldn't ask. Jesus fucking Christ. This is the same woman from last week who, or the other week, who blew off the guy because she didn't want him to want to be carrying the whole conversation. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay well so from just the audio i don't think it's it's clear but um what you're what you're saying that she said is that evan texted both of them mm-hmm. on bumble and she's upset about it yes and evan did something wrong right by using and... the dating app for dating yeah, and the only reason why this friend of hers even knows about him is because what did she do? Put it on blast yeah. that this guy contacted her uh, about two or three weeks after ghosting her. Right. Yep. Okay, so there's so much to unpack in this one. First and foremost, keep your online dating experiences private. Seriously, leave them off the fucking internet. At least the decent ones. Yeah. Leave them off the internet. Because here's a situation where now you find out that this guy has contacted a friend of yours. And I can tell you right now, it's not a friend friend. It's probably just someone. She's like, she said, it's a friend from college. It's like some rando that she barely knows. She's making it sound like, oh my God, we're both best friends. And my guess is that's not the case. He did what people on dating apps do, which is message multiple people. Right. That's yeah. okay. Cast a wide net. Cast a wide net. And what she's also upset about is he contacted both of them, them on the same day. Right. And she's saying, well, God, what was it that made – what was it about yesterday? Why was he just so desperate to go out? And what I think really bothered her mm-hmm. was she wanted to believe he was the only one right. contacting yeah. That he was con- that she was the only one he was contacting. One. Yeah, being contacted. Yep. Right. And she was yep. pissed that she wasn't. Uh yeah, that's right. <laughs> because now she doesn't get to brag because she was bragging. That's why she posted it to social media. Look at this guy. He ghosted me and now he's coming back around. Like why would you even post that in the fucking first place? I'm I'm not sure. Like what what about <laughs> I'm that also is not sure why you would ask for a photo of someone your friend is talking to on Bumble? I mean, why? Well, to see if it's the same guy, because they, she said it was Evan on Bumble, and the friend said, oh, I'm also talking to an Evan on Bumble. But why would you want that confirmed? Is it? Are you better off knowing? Yes, and that is my second point. I can remember getting letters from women saying, 
I was dating this guy, and then uh, two weeks later, I found out my friend was going out with him. Okay. Or uh, I I was dating this guy, and there was this other woman that um, he also decided to go out with, and that woman was my friend. And I, that, that always set up my radar because that always felt to me like two friends got together and said, I want to see if he's talking to anybody else. And this is before yeah. swiping. Right. I want to see if he's talking to anybody else. You know, find yeah. out. Right. So, but, I mean, you should, again, like, are you, are you happier knowing? Right. Right. Keep that stuff to yourself. You do not want the feedback of strangers. You don't. You don't. Well, not only that, but knowing and having that confirmation will definitely it's it's going to alter your mindset and and by extension your behavior mm-hmm. right so inadvertently you knowing may you may end up blowing it like you're going to think of it as a competition mm-hmm. right <laughs> which maybe you would have quote unquote won mm-hmm. if you weren't thinking of it that way but now it's this competition in your mind because that's you know we're, we're taught to compete with each other Right. Men are the prize. (laughs) So we're told. Yeah. (laughs) And you're just not better off knowing because it's going to change your behavior. Right. You you don't want to know because then, like Sarah said, now you know too much and you're not going to be able to, like, get past it. Right. So stop posting up on social media. Stop showing your friends who your matches are. Right. Like right. I get that this is a thing. And some of these apps even allow you to share someone's profile. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Mm, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. And are you supposed to email your single friend to be like, here's one. Yeah. And I kind of wonder if how this works. And if you send it to somebody who also has Bumble. Right. And they look at the profile and they're like, hmm, well, they're kind of cute. And they swipe right. Okay. You know, like. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just going to say, I, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Don't tell your friends who you're dating. Don't talk about it because everyone's going to project their experiences onto you. Right. And they're going to cloud your judgment. And you're not going to be able to give this person a fair chance you're not you're right. you're not going to be able to they're not you're not gonna be able to keep an open mind right so stop doing that and two people using dating apps they're allowed to date multiple people i don't get this whole calling out thing i think it's absolutely counterintuitive and exhausting and it's just girl just admit you like drama and conflict this girl loves conflict or that you want to be the only one right you want to be right. exclusive from the beginning which is maybe not realistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you will like there are there are people out there who will do that. You mm-hmm. know, there there are people of of all genders and, mm-hmm. and identities who will decide that like juggling is too much work, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they want to just focus on one person at a time. Right. But that's not usually the person that's using the app. Right. Because if they're doing that, they're not on the app. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, maybe the medium is the problem if that's who you're looking for. I don't know. Yeah. You just want to, you really want to cut back on any, any outside exposure, outside feedback. 
you need to go into all these dates with a with just a, with clear perspective right change Don't. change the medium or change your expectations i would say oh very good all right moving on to our our final our final scenario this episode is titled why you should keep your apartment until you're married so 1955 of us and yes we said it we don't care about the haters listen up um if you're not going to keep your apartment uh you're losing your safety net i did this big big mistake um i sublet my apartment thank god i didn't completely give it up but six months later the guy and i blew up and guess what i didn't have anywhere to come back to until that roommate moved out keep your apartment until you're married and also because it makes you more like roommates and he's gonna start take you for granted and it's like why should i marry her and then you'll never leave the girlfriend zone you'll just always be a girlfriend or a hookup which is worse yeah, he'll become disillusioned with time and it won't be so special. And like, why are you giving up your whole life and everything you have um, when he hasn't even put a ring on it yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so if you look at giving up your apartment as giving up everything mm-hmm. to move in with somebody, I, like that's kind of telling. Like, do you... Okay, what, what, see, here's what I heard. Here, what I heard was, first of all, if you're dating somebody and you move in and it, your relationship implodes in six months, you either moved in too quickly because you didn't know them very well or your relationship always sucked. Are they, are they in New York, do you know? I think so. They I sound like, New York-y. Well, I was going to say this, this advice is really, I think, specific to New York and I mean, coastal cities where real estate is really at a premium. Because I mean, this really I, doesn't apply <laughs> to the whole middle of the country. Like, if you need an apartment, get a different apartment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't... I can't... I, you know, I, I'm not opposed to the idea of holding on to my apartment, especially because my apartment's rent-controlled or rent-stabilized, one of the two. Yeah, I would, I would hang on to that. Right? Like... <laughs> I've been told for years, never, ever, ever give up this apartment because no. of, because of that. No. So that's the only reason why I would think of holding on to this. But also, I really have no desire to live with somebody. I would prefer to maybe keep my place and stay with him three nights a week and stay here three nights a week and uh, or and have him stay here a couple nights a week. I prefer that um, until we're at a point where you know, just makes just, you know, because eventually I think we'd probably have to share, especially if we got when we get older, we're going to want that. I think, you know, when you're not going to want to be mean, traveling. Who knows? What? I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe I won't, you know. Yeah. So I'm OK with keeping your apartment because you need your space. Right. I'm not OK with keeping your apartment because you're afraid your relationship is going to fall out. The bottom's going to fall out. Yeah, because I also I'm not sure why the the implicit assumption here is that his apartment is better. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your apartment until you can move into his is what they're saying. What if your apartment's better? What if he moves into yours? Right. Like what? Solved. Wh- <laughs> <laughs> Keep your apartment. <laughs> right. I, yeah. So this sort of tells you a lot about the, these women just from everything that they post. This is the same people who with the with the confirmation text. Okay. Okay. That that completes the picture. 
I mean, I don't think this is wholesale bad advice. Keep your apartment until you don't want to keep your apartment is is really the beginning and end of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like you said, the reasons are sound, right? I mean, if if you assume that after after you're married, then he'll begin taking you for granted, why would you get married? Right. <laughs> right. You know, if you even can think there's a possibility that after you move in together, even if, you know, and can we retire the phrase, put a ring on it? Okay. Please? Sure. Could we? Um, if you even suspect that your relationship might take a turn after you move in together, even before you get married. I don't know, man. That just says you don't have much faith in your relationship. Or in marriage. Or in marriage. Like, it just, to me, it just sounds in like... In which case, why are we, you know, why are we holding out for that? Why are we Why are we using the apartment as a bargaining chip when, in the end, you still lose? Right. <laughs> sounds like. And even if you get what you want, you still lose. Yeah, and can we also dispel this idea of... Well, don't move in with someone to, with a guy or move in with someone until they give you a ring. No. Like maybe an That's, engagement ring or There's no reason. Like yeah. I I don't even want to enter into an engagement with somebody unless I've lived with them. Right. Cuz that's really Yeah, I mean, I'm a uh I'm a person who definitely moved in with someone too soon. <laughs> um and that's just because I figured why not? And I I don't know. I'm I might just be saying this because at least I think it worked out for me. Mm-hmm. But like, what do you have to lose if you're in a place where, again, like you you could simply move out and get a different place if you need to? You know, if you're not in New York, if you're not in San Francisco, that's pretty much it. Any, anywhere else, like you can find another place to live pretty quickly if you need to yeah th- th- this there's just, no risk really this just sounds like and i want to clarify something um i would need to spend a, consecutive nights with people i would need to spend a lot of like consecutive time with someone before i would agree to marry them i wouldn't necessarily have to live with them okay but what it sounds to me is that these are women who are uh, they're pursuing men who are more financially stable than they are I mean, it sounds like he has a better apartment, yeah. Yeah, it just sounds like <laughs> these women just aren't, it's, these women just don't seem very settled in their own lives. Yeah. Not settled, Well, that's but... why I asked if they were from New York. Yeah. This, I mean, again, the like, I fully get the panic <laughs> of having to find a place quickly yes. in New York yeah. or San Francisco, right? To some extent, Seattle, but like. <laughs> nowhere else (laughs) there are plenty of places (laughs) right so uh i think this advice is garbage and what is this idea that if you move in he'll like start to take advantage of you i don't know i mean again i think it it really uh presupposes that marriage is the bargaining chip and and the prize but it also <laughs> makes clear that even if you get what you want, you're going to be unhappy because you will begun you will begin to be taken advantage of. So yeah. it's pretty bleak. It th- yeah, I do find them. Pretty... This TikTok says a lot. I I just find them. I do find them very bleak. I do find them very like. Make sure you find a man who's going to do all the work, <laughs> so that you're 100 percent sure all the time and never have to worry like. Okay, well, when you find a relationship like that, do get back to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, 
that yeah that is what what is underpinning this right mm-hmm. it's like you want you want an insurance policy right but again there's no penalty for ending relationships but but here's the thing we and this is something else we've talked about if i moved in with somebody and i started paying money towards their mortgage you get my name on that title well then we're then we're into different territory right yeah right like sure okay so if i'm buying into that if our relationship ends you need you have like 90 days to buy me out so that i can go find another place and if you're engaged that ring that's the only like the only reason why a diamond might be a good investment is you know like charlotte you can at some point if you need it sell it so like if you have to move out sell that diamond get five seven thousand dollars and then there's like your first and last month a diamond is never a good investment (laughs) well you know what i mean i mean if we're i mean other stones might be but diamonds just don't hold their value Hmm. They're like cars. As soon as they're out of the store, they've depreciated by 50%. Yikes. Well, it's a whole thing. At least it's something. It's an asset that you can sell. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. So I do understand the desire to want to make sure you have a a safety net. But newsflash, this just in, you should have a safety net anyway. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if you can, if you can, you know, if you can, you should have a savings if you can. So you shouldn't be, you should always be concerned about what if, cause do you know how many people lose their apartment because they get bought out, the company gets bought out or whatever. Like this could happen at any time that you were going to be put out in the street. That's true. You know, so it shouldn't only be that you think you're screwed if you move in with your boyfriend and then you don't have your apartment. Like this is always a threat if you live in New York City. I mean, it's right. less for me because because of the rent control, and that's the other reason why I keep this and don't move yet. Yeah, you know because they. Can't. I mean, I don't think you should ever get rid of it. right. Like <laughs> you they can't move, kick me out as long as I pay. Else. They can't kick me out if I'm yeah. understanding it correctly. Um, so that's a level of security that I have. Um, but you, this should be a thought in your mind always, not just when you're moving well, in with a guy. I mean, you know, we're probably overthinking this, but also if they are in New York, if this is an apartment that they, that has been passed down through the family, mm-hmm. never, ever, ever sell your apartment. Right. Right. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're married. Do not ever sell your apartment. That I can get on board with. Right. Absolutely. 100%. But if it's just an apartment, <laughs> you know, that you're paying 2800 bucks a month for, you can find that a lot of other places. Yeah. So this should be, you can, exactly. So this isn't just something where you, when you move in with a guy, this isn't just a concern you should have when you're moving in with a guy. This is a concern you should always have. Um, and yes. I want to say too that... Um, like, if you move in with someone and your relationship ends, if you're both a- adults, mm-hmm. even though, you know, there may be some contention, there may be hard feelings or whatever, I mean, you're not going to get put out on the street. Like, your your previous partner should be understanding of, like, hey, it may take me, like, 30 days to find a place and completely move out. Yeah. 
you know, it could like, also take that six months. Like, good. It, yeah. th- that's a very real possibility. Even before COVID, there are there are couples who are divorcing who don't move out of their place of residence. They stay there because it just makes more financial sense, especially in terms of the kids, like making sure there's always one parent around. So, so I guess my, I guess the point I'm trying to make is the, there's this notion in, in here that like, well, you may need to leave quickly, right? And you're going to want to have your apartment to come back to, but like, that's that's kind of a kind of an immature viewpoint of like, oh, I just need to flee. I need to get out quickly. Like, yeah, <laughs> unless there's abuse. Yes. You shouldn't need to leave that quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not suggesting like, oh, drag it out. Right. <laughs> but like. Again, you know, depending on where you are, you it may take a while mm-hmm. and you need to be OK with that. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and I don't see anything wrong with like if you move in with somebody coming up with an agreement that says if this happens here's yeah, the deal i have this then this then 90 days or uh, you know if i pay this then you pay me back this or like come up with a, a legal agreement come up with a document that says right this is what this is the plan there's nothing wrong with having a plan because that's just good that's just that's just common sense that's just good planning that's not the same as keep your apartment. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. but it, this is another option that I think is a little bit more. It's it's similar to a prenup. I think it's what do they call it? Reasonable. Domestic arrangement. Something like something that. like yeah, that. I don't, I don't know if there is a term. Maybe there is a domestic agreement. Um, there there yeah. are, are such things. Yes. And I think they're a good idea because you do you want yeah. to be prepared should something happen. And also, I mean. Again, if you don't own that apartment and you're engaged for a year while you're planning a wedding, trying to wait out COVID or whatever, like, do you really want to pay for it for a year? Right. When you don't have to? Mm-hmm. That's dumb. <laughs> it's, du- it's really dumb. <laughs> sometimes keep your apartment. Yes. But sometimes don't because it's dumb. <laughs> Any final thoughts? That was it. That was it. Okay. <laughs> so we kind of, this is going to be, you know, it's a Thanksgiving episode. It's a week. We recorded another episode and it was, I have to say, it was just very rushed because I had an event that night and I was very distracted and I didn't feel like we really devoted the right amount of time. But I'm glad we waited because more content came came across our little plates here. But there is yeah. one thing we want to talk about before we go, before we let you all go for Thanksgiving. And, mm-hmm. you know, Sarah, as you, as you yeah. often say- Sometimes you're the Carolyn, and sometimes you're the Natalie. Last week, an expose came out in Vanity Fair from one of Ivanka Trump's best friends from her teen years, her childhood. Mm -hmm. And it was juicy. (laughs) It was juicy. It really was. Um, I would recommend that everyone go, go read it. It's in the current issue of Vanity Fair. Um, but the highlights are um, pretty much what you would expect of Ivanka Trump. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, basically she she just is a person who sees the world uh, very one-dimensionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a very black and white thinker, mm-hmm. didn't give her friend room to grow. And when her friend left that little New York bubble of wealth that they grew up in and saw other parts of the world. Ivanka was like, ew. Mm. 
pores. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of like Alexis Rose, but not with any redeeming qualities. <laughs> Ew, Lysandra. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, again, so something on TikTok that was <laughs> gonna find it. It is uh, somebody took somebody did a mashup of um, uh, "Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks uh-huh. and Alexis Rose saying "Oh, David." So you know that part where it's just like the uh, just like the white wing dove. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, please, please send it to me. I will. They it. also did one with Phoebe saying, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, that was for the other song. The other song that's on uh, TikTok. Oh, no, 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 that one. <laughs> I don't know which one. Oh, okay. I'll send that one to you, too. So, But back to Ivanka. Um, yeah, what we're learning, and I always, I never saw this side of Ivanka. No. Um, who? Which, I, well, which side? Well, that I didn't. Uh, the the Conti side. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Um, well, I mean that that comes up in the article too, right? You know, her her friend uh, does say like, oh, you know, even though the the Trump family at large is um, mostly not accepted into the the old money social circles of New York. Ivanka was supposed to be the exception, right? She's a little more refined mm-hmm. um, and basically, you know, adopted a persona mm-hmm. of someone who isn't trash. <laughs> um, but that is a lie. So she's she's trash. Her brother's a trash. Baron is trash. I know he's a child. I don't care. Still trash. Yeah. Um, and check it out it's a it's a good article i will i will read more if anyone else who knows ivanka happens to be listening <laughs> i'm interested we're interested yeah i it's mm-hmm. these little exposés they are they really are very juicy but you and you have to I just love trashing other women you know that's really what our podcast is all about are you serious no. okay <laughs> yikes i was uh, like but i do love trashing ivanka because she's awful who cares? Yeah. yeah, she really is terrible, and I'm kind of glad that she's getting her come up. I'm glad they they all are. Uh, that's, and be, you know, we talked about this in the other one. I think Edward Norton came out. The actor Edward Norton came oh, out yeah. with this really great analysis of what's going on and why Trump is. I uh, guess the Twitter thread heard around the yeah, world. Yeah, why he's delaying <laughs> the concession, and yeah. you know, Norton is saying this is this is a. a legal gambit it's a legal move to try and get a deal because he sees so many so he sees criminals he's so many charges coming his way yep once he's no longer president (laughs) and he's looking for the sweetest deal possible and norton is like call his bluff call his bluff i don't really understand what uh the donald is thinking at this point because He's not going to jail, you know. We don't we don't put white collar criminals in jail. Like, you don't think also, so? Also, he's old. Like, what, how much longer is he planning on enjoying this money? Like, he he could go at any time. He's old as hell. Yeah, I do think he's afraid of something. What that is, sure. we don't know. I definitely think his kids are afraid. Well, his kids have reason to be afraid. But also, um, did you did you hear that Mary Trump is suing 
for her share of the inheritance that um, Trump and his siblings cut her out of. Huh. That's a thing. So I hope I hope she gets. Wait, that's a thing. A lot. That's a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can do that. Apparently so. Talk, tweet, Mary Trump. <laughs> really? It's Mary L. Trump. Huh. She's on Twitter. I'm sure she'll she'll talk shop with you. Okay. I, I, I don't think I want that seed in my head. <laughs> what? I don't think I want that seed in my head. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> because I wouldn't mind doing that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know all the, the ins and outs of her particular legal situation, obviously, but something is making it possible because she's doing right. it. Right. So. Right. Okay, people, thank you for listening. Have a very safe holiday. Take care of yourself. Um, Stay home. Remember if anyone says, hey, why are you still single? How come you don't have anybody? The answer, my friends, is, hmm, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. And it yep. puts it right back on them. <laughs> and uh, follow us on the things, Womenology Pod, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow me. And now TikTok. Well, TikTok, but you can follow me on TikTok at Datology Coach and you. Well, you don't post anything. No. no. Um, but you can follow me on Instagram at the Kristen M. C H R I S T A N, the Kristen M. Uh, and follow me on TikTok at Datology Coach. You can follow me on Twitter at the Kristen M as well. I, I very rarely tweet now. It's just politics now. It's I, I can't even. Um, and Sarah, do you want to? Sarah is uh, one Sarah G on Instagram. If yes. You'd like to follow. And her. if you're not sick of politics, I'm a real delight on Twitter at Rye Shark. Rye Shark. Uh, mm-hmm. Join the mailing list at Datology Coach. Email us your questions. Give us your questions. We love your questions. Uh, and your dog pictures. Oh, please. And your dog pictures. I love dog pictures. Please send more dog pictures. Yeah. And thank you Cats guys. Cats too. Go ahead. Cats too. Cats too. We don't discriminate. We don't discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys very much and have a really safe and holiday. We can stay home and wear a mask and wash your hands. Happy Homesgiving. Homesgiving. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>